we need small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. Smooth sounds of this feels terrible. Cue ocean crash. Cue songbirds. <laughs> Cue a soundbite of you saying, Don't give me work to do. Uh, welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. I am your host, Miss Erin Elizabeth McGathy. Birthday, December 5th. A hint. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Obviously. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is a relationship podcast, sex podcast, love podcast. Um, Mostly it's just a uh, just an honest podcast. It's just people talking, uh, being people in the same space. Let's let's stop pretending to be animals and cartoon characters. We're we're people. Um, My guest on the show this week is uh, one of my favorite uh, comedians I know um, he's, he's definitely one of my favorite if not my favorite character comedian you know I'm gonna say he's my favorite uh, character comedian I'm just gonna say that um, if you uh, if you listen to podcasts and like Earwolf podcast on daily um, with Sappity Tappity uh, among other characters that's my personal favorite um, he also um, had slash has a podcast on Earwolf called uh, Rafflecast Produced by our very own producer, Mr. Dustin Marshall, <laughs> who's very talented. And you can listen to a lot of really great producing if you listen to that, <laughs> to the Raffle cast. I'm giggling because Dustin asked me to say that he produced it. So I'm not going to, let's not pretend that I was just going to mention that randomly. Um, I really liked Raffle cast. But uh, anyway, Uh this also is the first episode I think I've had where I'm going to start with a disclaimer. <laughs> which, um, so in the in the podcast, I talk about therapy and I talk about my own um, therapy adjacent experiences, and I I explain that I I haven't had any good therapy experiences. My the worst thing in the world would be if any young people or anyone listened to that and then somehow that influenced their um their journey towards therapy i i i am not i have not ruled out therapy my brother who's one of my best friends is is in school to be a therapist i don't think there's anything wrong with therapy i think therapy is great and i i think the important thing is to find therapy that works for you i think i just haven't found uh the uh the therapist or the type of therapy that uh that works for me yet so anyway um, I hope that's not lame to say that. Just whatever. For the three people that would listen to that and get really upset, uh, that matters to me. Um, also, uh, talk a lot. Uh, Don and I talk about our experiences with uh, with being uh, uh, Christian kids and uh, teenagers. 
And I wanted to also say, I don't, it's really important to me, having grown up as a Christian kid and having come from a really religious family, and my, my dad is a really smart, wonderful pastor who I adore, who's one of the smartest people I know. I don't want, I don't want our, our conversation where we kind of bag on the, uh, on the social, like the, like the pop aspects of our of our Christian childhoods to be insulting um, because what we're talking about is like that culture of like rock and roll born again Christianity so anyway and I'm not saying that to prevent people from not liking me I'm saying that because I don't want I don't want my use my words to be used against anyone um, which I guess also is a selfish thing but I, I don't want a 14-year-old to listen to this. I don't want 14-year-olds to listen to this. But I don't want a 14-year-old to listen to this and 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 then, like, go to their Christian friend at, and, at school and be like, yeah, well, guess what? It, it all ends up being stupid because my hero, Erin McGathy, said so. The narcissism in this intro is uh, explosive. Um, anyway, uh, so here's my conversation with Mr. Uh, John Daly. Um, I hope you enjoy it, and, and I hope you wrote down those disclaimers. <laughs> I have one friend um, that I di- I lived with. We were roommates in New York, like my second apartment in New York. After I lived with Adrian Grenier from Entourage, no joke, seriously. Nice. I'm serious. Nobody believes this, but my first. <laughs> My first real, actual, my apartment, uh, my first apartment in New York, uh, I lived with Adrian Grenier and this guy Vadim that everyone knew in New York. And oh, um, that was after he did that. Uh, <clears throat> that was drive Drew me Barrymore. crazy. Yeah. Oh no, uh, Britney Spears. No, it was Melissa Drew, Joan Drew Hart. Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, I lived with him when he got that movie, and I was working at Starbucks, and he was like, he was like bummed about that movie. He was like, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. You know, it's like sixty grand. <laughs> I was like 60 what? grand. 60 grand to me was just unthinkable. I mean, I had like working at Starbucks, masturbating all the time, just mm-hmm. drinking 40 ounces. I was in a real 40 ounce phase, you know, really oh, yeah. bad. Trying to, I like lived in Brooklyn. I was trying to talk all tough and be like, hey, what's up, yo? <laughs> <laughs> I was probably one of the worst people I've ever met. But, uh, but I lived with him, and I, the cool thing about living with him was that he had a drum set and, like, a huge, like, stu- not huge, but just a studio with guitars, and I learned how to play drums. I learned how right. to play rudimentary, you And know, he had guitar. a ton of hair products, right? He must have smelled <laughs> great. Dude, that guy is a good-looking dude. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. You look at him, and you're just like, ugh, Wow. Aren't you handsome? <laughs> but I mean, true to form, he's like everybody wants. I mean, everybody wants to have sex with that guy. Yeah. Like, Did crazy. you ever get some of his uh, runoff? Zero. Oh no, really? I was in a horrible place. Like I, he was chilling. He was like, he was like, yeah. Like at one point, he was like, man, I gotta book something, man. I burned through all my driving crazy money. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> and uh, and then he booked. That movie, Celebrity, the Woody Allen movie. He's fucking. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I got this Woody Allen movie. It's pretty cool. I was like, what was it like to audition for Woody Allen? He was like, that yeah, was cool. I was like, <laughs> you know, I've never auditioned for Woody Allen to this day. I mean, he was like twenty three. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, he was just hot. He's hot. 
Yeah. Um, did you get hotter living with him? Did I get time? hotter? Yeah. Like, what did you? Did well, you? We were living in Williamsburg, and uh-huh. I still had the style of suburban Pittsburgh, basically. You know, like that's where I grew up. So mm-hmm. I went to school in North Carolina and got no style really there, and then moved to New York, and I was living in Williamsburg. Where in North Carolina did you go to school? Uh, North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston. Ew. Yes. So I'm in New York. So I'm in New York and I'm wearing like, you know, sweatshirts <laughs> and, you know, it's very Williamsburg. It's very competitive styling. Right. St- stylish. Kind of yes. like athletic wear a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the point was after I lived with Adrian, I moved in with uh, this girl, Taryn. We started dating. Mm-hmm. We started like it was like the most laziness. But this is an, this is an example of we were just like, yeah, why, why aren't we fucking? Yeah, let's, let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love her still, and we're we're friends still. So this is mm-hmm. an example of like, but like, we just like it was basically having sex for like eight months or something like that, and then yeah. it just like was like one day I was like like there was a lot of tension. This one it was like one day starting in the morning of tension, and it was just like I was like, hey, you want to take a walk? And like we didn't have jobs, we were just like so depressed, <laughs> and just like more watching, you know, taking uh. Uh, you know those bongs? You make a bong in your tub. It's uh, yeah, I, a gravity bong. Gravity I'm, bong. I'm familiar with that. Where you push, you, you you fucking take a whole bowl of uh of of weed and suck it up at one time into your lung. You like open your throat and take the smoke in. So we were taking those kind of bong rips, watching Ricky Lake. <laughs> We'd be like, all right, Ricky's on. All right, Jerry's on. Okay. We got to get outside. Let's get out. <laughs> it was the worst. Oh, you know, just like nothing going on. Yeah. You're like constantly walking by parties at that time in your life. You're like, wow, I wonder what those guys are. Wow. Those guys have jobs. And they're fucking like 30. Those guys are 30, dude. Whoa. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, what was the first night like when you guys crossed the, crossed the line? It was weird because my brothers were both there. And so my brothers came. Maybe that catalyzed it in some weird way, hmm. but we were all hanging out. My brothers were there. They, they, and we, they were like, it was such a small place. They were like, they slept in my room on my bed. And then me and Taryn ended up just like passing out in the, uh, in the, uh, living room. And, um, uh, and then we ended up like hooking up in some way that night. And it was like, kind of like f- just totally natural, mm-hmm. felt natural and like kind of funny and then we were just like, huh, I can't believe he did that. And then we just got started like, yeah, it was weird. It was like a phase of like dating. And then uh, she, uh, she, she, that one day happened. It was like six months or eight months. And this one day of tension, I was like, what's going on? Uh, is this going to work? And then I remember I like tried to kiss her and she was like, I don't think we should do that anymore. And I was like, Okay. And that was the end of our relationship. And then without missing a beat, we were friends again. It was just like total. There was like one day of tension, exactly one day of like, ugh, so weird. And then it was like, all right, let's go. Let's go out. You know, like totally hanging out again. So it was like totally smooth. But she's the kind of, she's a kind of a special person, Taryn. She's like a real Mm -hmm. awesome. She's awesome. Like, so she's, you know, got a, scope of un- human understanding that is yeah. like kind of she's a hippie in a way you know and uh she's just kind of like every time i see her in my life she's like there's she's the kind of person like you don't really catch up with she's just like hey what's going on right now we're yeah, yeah, picking yeah. up where we left off there's no 
you know, it's not like, hey, good to see you. She's like, what's up? What's good? You know, she's like a, yeah, she's a modern dancer. So, you know, <laughs> oh, she's a weirdo. Um, oh, it's cool. I, I had a, I had a relationship like that, similar, yeah. like really good friend. And then there was just one night when crossed the line and we're still like really good friends and everything's, everything's fine. Though, like, I've had that with other people, and then it's it's been terrible. I wonder, like, what it is about that friendship or what it was about your and Taryn's friendship. Because yeah. I, I, I suspect it's more than just her being a, a hippie. Um, well, about... Or, you know, or just, like, the, to... the nature of your, of your friendship. Like, yeah, being yeah. able to... I think we were just, like, really good friends. Yeah, and then, like, kind of cut it off. Yeah. I think just because we were just, like, it's not worth it, you know? We were yeah. both mutually like, it's not worth it. But I was sleazily like, hey, let's keep fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm brushing my teeth. I see your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up behind her. <laughs> She's like, stop it. I don't think we should do this anymore. Okay. My thing oh. ended when our friends were like, hey, we don't like this. Yeah. We don't want to hang out with you guys anymore. Because I have this group of guy friends. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Is this... Did you ever have one of these at UCB? The, uh, well, I mean, um, <laughs> when it was cool afterwards, no. Uh, oh, yeah, but I mean, like, eventually with some, somebody you're, like, hanging out at La Poubelle with. Yeah. And every, like, yeah. It's like, nah, no. Nah. Parking lot, you're all wasted. You're at, like, Angela Trember's birthday party. <laughs> Everyone's like, hey, we're going to do ecstasy. And you're like, okay. And then it's like, rah, rah. <laughs> I, uh, there's a period of two years where just at every, I went to, I think I went to like four parties a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't, I'm <clears throat> guessing that that hasn't died down, but like it's definitely did for me. Like I, I got to a point where I was like, ugh, like I, I can't, I'm starting to really hate myself. I can't yeah. Yeah. hang out this much and have the same conversations over and over again yeah, yeah. even though i really like love all those people so i'll go to a party maybe every two months yeah. or something but they're like four times a week and I then wish, you just see people there, all the time hmm? i wish there were more parties like house parties I yeah say that but i'm sorry i interrupted you oh no no well i love house parties i'm, I'm starting to have more um like game night parties and i like, like that yeah game well, night. invite you guys over game night yeah, yeah. do a apples lot of games to apples <laughs> you know a game name yeah yeah have you ever had a uh this is a very per- have you ever had like a fuck relationship that's just like hey what's up what's up uh yeah are you up are you up yeah. yeah yeah i i have had that but i think that when i had that i didn't realize that it was just a, I think like you try to be cool. I know I, I went through a period where I was like, oh, I'm just cool. I'm just like super, <laughs> super liberated. <laughs> and like, yeah, like let's, let's make out. Let's, let's, let's yeah. do it. Let's whatever. And then, um, I would, the, the, the fuck relationship turns into me being like, well, let's hang out. And then being like, I don't think we should do this anymore. And me being like, I guess I thought you were my boyfriend in my heart. Yeah. Realizing like, uh, yeah. And the worst part about oh. that is that with those guys that you initially um, 
like are cool just being physical with it's yeah. always with guys who are like i would fucking never date this guy yeah i would never date this guy i like may, like i'm obviously attracted to him but and then you I, end up having sex with them and you get attached to yeah him. and yeah. then like when they like like <clears throat> soft break up or like soft become distant and then mm. you get upset and you're like oh no i never liked this person i don't then they like text this you person. at four in the morning what's up yeah what's up yeah yeah <laughs> always yeah i had yeah. a yeah i had i had a a relationship like that in uh in new york for like a year and a half like of being <laughs> single I, amongst other kind of like that's kind of what being single is i think for mm-hmm. guys i hope but probably me but it's just kind of like these weird relationships and most of them are kind of about sex but, yeah uh, but that, I think at least for one... people that are, when there are people, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but like yeah. I think like no more for guys, like with girls, yeah, like if there's a community around you, like if you're hanging out with like a bunch of single yeah. people all the time, yeah. like that's what it is. being single turns into is just yeah, random. exactly, yeah, yeah like um, but uh, anyway, I had I had this like total text sex relationship with this girl for so long. This <laughs> she was super hot and. Uh, uh, and sh- but she would come. She'd be like, I think she had a boyfriend or something like that. But she would be like, Can I-, I lived in Brooklyn. I lived with like four guys, and uh, she would come over and we would smoke a joint with all these guys, and and she would like, and then I'd be like, Do you want to go upstairs? She would, and then we'd have sex. It was great, mm-hmm. and uh, like. Great. I was like, whoa, you are a maniac. <laughs> this is wonderful. And then, uh, and then <laughs> we'd, we'd like finish and be just lying there. And I remember like the first day that the first time this happened, I think it was like my 30th birthday party or something. And, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And, um, and then I was like, I was like, we had sex and I was like, hey, uh, you know, let me take you out to breakfast tomorrow. Like, well, we'll hang out. No, no pressure. You know, well, there's a great restaurant around the corner. We can hang out. And she's like, no, I'm going to get out of here. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And she was like, hey, if you want to do this again, I'm totally down. And I was like, oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then she left. Here's my card. And I was like, I was like, whoa, I kind of, I kind of felt the, how I, not that I like wanted to have a relationship, but I was kind of like, oh, well, kind of would have been nice if you'd stayed. All right, that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> I felt like kind of like, oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Uh, you're more of a dude than me about this. And then like, I was like, well, that'll never happen again. And then it just kept happening. And we would never like we'd see each other at parties, and she'd just be like, hey, what's up? And I'd be like, all right. And we just know. <laughs> we just know. You know, it's really. Oh uh, man. It's really weird. Yeah. When I. Like when I went, I moved to Los Angeles with a boyfriend, and then we broke up. And then I, I, I had only, I hadn't really dated, and then just went on a, on a, on a spree. I went to acting school, arts, like all right. dancers and actors and stuff. Yeah. So you, you just everyone's so damaged, you know. And so yeah. like, there's times when you like make out with someone, and you're just like, and they're like cold in a certain way to where you're like, oh god, this is such a weird. Like, I dated this dancer. I had, like, a fuck relationship with this dancer in school. And I was like, oh, man, you're so, like, crazy. Like, that deep crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
that's the last part of your life. That was like the last part of my life where I made out with some like deeply like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I got my standard. That My standards were just like anything goes. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? I, th- I think that most, most young women, I hope they do. I think most young women recognize that. Because like the female side of that, you see... Uh, see that happen like the the girl that um is like hey I, this would happen in college to me all the time uh hey Aaron, let's 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 go make out in front of all these guys let's just go let's go make out in front of these guys who, like, who would say that girl random girls all the time yeah. these, these uh, girls that are, are like it's you're you're learning how to love and you like don't yeah, understand yeah. your sexuality and yeah, yeah, you yeah. like the attention this will turn you don't the guys know how to get on. it yeah yeah, yeah. And you like have no idea what you're doing to yeah, the guys. yeah yeah you don't you, you don't um you, you're like you're well a plus b equals c yeah yeah so like i know that when i do this then then like rodney will probably kiss me and then like i'll feel good for two hours me awesome yeah what happened constantly aaron let's go come on let's go let's go do it yeah uh never did it oh you never did it no oh, no okay. i never i never um I, I always thought Come that was on, really give lame. Give guys a show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring in intern Susie. That uh, always, that always, I've seen that happen and it always like, unless it's a lesbian couple, like, or something like that, it's always like, it's so sorority and it's good not to die. I mean, it's like, so it yeah. feels like, like, just like, yeah, let's yeah. fucking show. It's such a straight thing to do. It's so like, let's <laughs> fuck these guys instead of sticking out my butt and fucking get talking <laughs> to people. I'm just going to make out with my girlfriend. I want to be the pinata of this party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking anything goes. Waiting for it to come out. Yeah. I'm, I'm no limits. <laughs> no limits. <laughs> Zero limits. No limits, Lisa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never, I never, uh, I never did that. I mean, like, the, the, one of the reasons why, like, there was a long time when I was single and, like, just super casually dating people is because I thought that I wasn't just, like, hanging out with people casually. Like, there was still, I still felt, like, cool, like, oh, this cute guy is into me. Like, it was still dates and stuff. But at the end of the day, it was just yeah, super shallow silly um but yeah it made me feel cool because it was really uncool yeah yeah Hmm. yeah Girls if blowjobs make you cool. <laughs> I don't. Jenna I don't Jameson think that that was <laughs> is the coolest person in the world. I don't man. think that. I don't think that made me cool. I don't think that made me cool. Um, no, but I do, I do think I'm the guy. No. Well, it's you know, it's 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 fine. Um, it was it was so. Great. Blowjobs make you cool. Then Brian Boitano is Fonzie. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. I don't know, man. Well, it, it was it was really nice to learn that. Um, it wasn't something I, it was necessary on every, uh, on every date. I was just so afraid of going out with a guy and him having this expectation and then, uh, and then being described as like frigid or unsexy or uncool. Yeah. yeah. I think that I, whenever like a girl would show interest in me, like at first I would just be like so blown away because I was just, my default for my whole life was like acting crazy and <laughs> acting like a game show host in uh-huh. a way. So, I mean, even in like third grade and stuff, I'd just be like, hello, you know? And I, I mean, <laughs> really, I was like either very quiet or like my reaction to girls was like, hello, how are you? <laughs> like I was deeply nerdy. So, uh, which I fought hard against by playing sports and things like that. But, uh, 
Oh, really? Didn't you played work. sports? Yeah, I was a big jock. I played hockey and lacrosse. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, hey. I'd still, I love hockey. I'd still love to play it. Um, but, uh, That's great. Anyway, I was a lax bro, but it was all a charade. Um, lax bro. Small. Um, Where did you meet your girlfriend? <laughs> uh, at uh, Gabe Leadman and Jenny Slate's uh, comedy show in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, four years ago. Yeah. Was she in the audience or was she performing? No, she's in the audience. She is not a performer. Thank God. Yeah. Can we talk about that? So dating performers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've dated. I, I, the the mainly, you know, uh, if you're talking about like, I know actually, like my long term relationships have not been with. I one long term relationship with an actress, one with an NPR reporter, <laughs> and Starly Kine. Um, Starly Kine. Kine. <laughs> um, was it really Starly Kine? Was I like Ira Glass? No, no, no. It's, I don't, it's no one you've heard of. I don't think. But uh, um, and uh, and then in high school, I went out with uh, this girl Jen, who is now a lesbian. Um, activist <laughs> yeah. she we we went out for like too long in high school you mm-hmm. know like we were kind of like each other's social way too much you know network you know and like i was friends with all her friends and she was friends and you know i didn't i don't know like until i started acting in high school i didn't really have like friends because i like was a jock but i hated mm-hmm. all the jocks you know and like I don't know. But, uh, so my girlfriend was largely like my social network, you know, and, uh, she was my Facebook and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and she would have sex with me. So that was really awesome. Um, nice. but, but yeah, and she went to Brown. We broke up like as she, well, first of all, she fucking, my high school girlfriend, <laughs> we, went out and we kept going out like my first year of college was kind of happening we were kind of like semi broken up we had fights and we were semi broken up semi together i was kind of and we were writing each other letters because it was like really like i don't know what to do it's like well we should break up right i mean obviously yeah but uh but i went home for thanksgiving break my freshman year of college and we had sex and she was like i remember so well we had sex in my fucking laundry room and she was like she was like, hey, uh, uh, just so you know, like, it was so weird. I got crabs. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, weird. And uh, she was like, yeah, like, you know, like, uh, I got them from, uh, some, some laundry or something like that. Or, or some, uh, you know, I, I put on my, uh, this, guy, this guy's pants. And I was like, huh, I bet you're <laughs> fucking someone else, but that's okay. Cause I am too. <laughs> oh, or, and, and, uh, she, and then I fucking got her crabs. I got crabs from her. Oh. And crabs. I don't know if you ever had crabs. No. Oh, my God. I mean, I didn't even realize they were crabs until about eight months of itching and just like, what the fuck? And I oh, just no. hate going to the doctor so bad that I was like, I went in and they were like, you have a really bad case of crabs. I thought it was a rash because it went, the fucking crabs went the whole way down to my feet. There were crabs on my feet. Oh my God. Crabs are little spiders. Uh, you know what crabs are? They're spiders yeah, and they yeah. fucking grab your skin, pull themselves into your skin, open their mouth, 
eat your blood and then shit it out. So there's actually like residue of oh, their shit no. all oh over your gosh. skin and you're sweating. So you, if you have white underwear on, it turns yellow and that's their fucking excrement. Oh my God. This is a horrible thing. And I'm picking them out. And, and then I go to the nurse. She's like, you have crabs. And so like I get the shampoo, shampoo my whole body with this shit. That's a bottle that it's a it's a bottle with a picture of the molecule that you're putting on your body on the bottle. So it's like basically like if you use this more than eight times in your life, you'll get brain damage. It's like poison. You oh, know? my gosh. So you're putting this horrible poison on your body. It kills the crabs, but then it wouldn't kill their eggs. So they just come back a month later. I'd be like, fuck, I dig a crab out of my pubes oh and my put it on a table and fucking take a lighter and go <laughs> torch it and be like, die, motherfucker, die. Oh, God. Because I was torched in about six months. And then about, not six months, probably like three months re- in reality. But then I, I said, fuck it. I kept my body, my entire body shaved. I was like, I am not going to have crabs. And I yeah. just kept my body shaved for about a month. And that did it. I d- but I had to shave it like i'm talking nooks and crannies you know what i'm saying because they uh their eggs stick to your hair that's their whole thing they like grab onto your hair really time it's disgusting oh my god but um but anyways uh yeah so she uh (laughs) she gave me crabs and then she you know kind of came out of the closet at brown i think her freshman year and then it's just you know gay she lives in providence or Provincetown, whichever one is like the lesbian capital of Rhode Island. And she does really awesome, like local activism for things and lives with her, uh, her wife. All right. I think, I hope her wife anyways. I, uh, I had an ex-boyfriend a, a couple of years ago who like, he got like a rash. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately was so like we had been together for like four months or something and he got this rash and just like sat me down he was like let's talk what's going on what's happening like you gave me an std there's like this 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 big thing ended up being nothing yeah but i got so scared that i called my like last um like three uh, partners or like like anyone I was physical with and I was like hey like <laughs> no. just gotta let you know <laughs> oh god <laughs> like people like didn't talk to ever and was just like uh, my oh, boyfriend a has a thing and like maybe I'm a carrier I don't know what it is he oh. doesn't know what it is like get checked out then uh, you fucking freak that person out yeah yeah I and thought th- I had and then it was nothing and then it was nothing I've like walked around for like years of my life thinking I had AIDS <laughs> you know like <laughs> not heard getting about the AIDS test being in New York and seeing all the AIDS AIDS medication ads on the subway get tested and I'd be like that's me I've got AIDS that last girl how do I know that last girl I had sex with didn't have AIDS I was so fucking freaked out and I'd go get but tested afraid, oh, okay you get tested I'd go get tested at uh, the gay men's health crisis on mm-hmm. 23rd street in New York which is a great place to get tested um I'd go in, they'd be like, so have you used intravenous drugs or had uh, unprotected anal sex? And I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, okay, um, there's a 99.99% chance that you don't have AIDS, but we'll give you the test, of course. And yeah. I'd do it. And I'd come and I remember I had this friend that would like come to the AIDS test or I had one. But I thought you were saying that you came at the crisis center. I like would. You were doing the 
test wrong. Well, I got blown. A bunch of dudes just blowed me because they wanted to feel <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty. <laughs> uh, it lasts for like 20 minutes. You have a great walk home. The pretty, the pretty feeling. Pretty God, feeling. I'm really, man, I, I am pretty. I am pretty. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. I um several years ago I w- was going out with this guy. You're very who, pretty, by the way. You you are. Thank you. Un, you know, I think Dustin. I think we can agree. McGathy. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. I I wish I didn't need that. Yeah, it's I wish a fact. I didn't need it. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I am. You know. Yeah, we're vain. That's why we're. That's why we do. That's why we do this. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I wish my girlfriend didn't have to see, God, I wish, you know, cause I see my friends primping, you know, like yeah. my, my comedian actor, actor friends, mo- yeah. all, only really comedian, are, comedians are scumbags, but, uh, you know, just actors, I mean, including myself, like things that the little things that I do to, that I think make myself look hot, <laughs> you know, like the little, like, what do you do flick your- of this? I do this okay, so you're- to my hair. Put, put put a little hand grease into your hair. What else you do wipe I? your mouth like a bear? <laughs> no, I uh Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's take a break. Let's break it. Okay, cool. Commercial. Hey everyone, welcome to the commercial. Uh hope you've been enjoying this interview with John Daly. Just had a few announcements. First and foremost, if you are in the Los Angeles area. This Sunday, Sunday, uh, and if you're listening to this uh, within a five-day span, this uh, this Sunday at 9.30 at UCB is This Feels Terrible Live. It's going to be this show and so much more. <laughs> it's going to be this show. It's going to be a hybrid of um, the podcast and what the uh, live show used to be. I'm going to be interviewing different guests, including uh, Dan Harmon, Creator Community, Channel 101, uh, my boyfriend, uh, and also John Ennis, who uh, was on Mr. Show and has done a million other things since then. Hilarious uh, sketch comedian, actor, and a few surprises, a few surprise guests. If you're in the area, um, please go to ucbtheater.com and buy a ticket. It's $5. I'd really love to um, sell out the show. I haven't checked on tickets, but it would be awesome if we had a bunch of uh, friends there so uh, yeah please do that also um, this podcast is part of feralaudio.com which is a podcast collective you can go to feralaudio.com one of those shows is a slumber party with Allie and Georgia uh, they make an actual fort in their living room and have a have a real slumber party while they're doing their podcasts pretty pretty cool also, um, you can donate to this podcast uh, by going to feralaudio.com and clicking on This Feels Terrible and click on the Donate Now button. Button. If you donate um, $10, I'll send you a postcard. If you donate $50 or more, I'll send you a package with a painting. And I actually have some other things that are, um, that are on the way that are wearable, hint, hint, um, and really cool. Very excited about them. Also, um, if you have donated already... Your things are on the way. I was fortunate enough to get a bunch of donations, and so I'm taking my time with all of the little things, but they are on their way. Also, you can email me anything at um, thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com, and um, I uh, read and uh, respond to all of those. Um, Yeah, now let's get back to the interview with John Daly. 
I like. Not, I'm not feeling great right now. I'm what are you feeling? Up. How are you feeling? What? Why? Um. You gonna I, puke? You gonna throw up? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> I was just talking about my 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 body. No, like Why? I, well, I just I, I discovered last year, like I started doing a uh, kickboxing, mm-hmm. and oh, nice. yeah, pretty cool. That's fun. Um, it was it, w- it was great. It was great. Um, I don't I don't really do well in therapy. So like exercise is a is is works. You don't like therapy? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a yeah. I, I love therapy. It's great. Oh, nice. Yeah, got to do it. I feel like you have to be good <laughs> at it. No, no, no. You don't think so? Well, no. I don't, I don't want to discourage anyone from doing therapy. I mean, it has to be useful to you. Yeah. As an outlet. I, I've had some bad um, therapy experiences. Really? Yeah. Well, um, and I, I think it's, I think like, it's just me. Weird. Um, a couple weird. Well, I um, my my mom died when I was in high school, and oh, I'm sorry. I thank you. Um, my mom died when I was in high school, and I asked my dad if I could go to therapy, mm-hmm. and he he sent me to a um, he sent me to a retreat. Uh, that he, because my dad is a preacher and my mom was a theology professor. Oh boy. And they wrote this. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, explaining yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, call back to Blowjob Queen. Uh, my mother, by the way, is a therapist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, so my dad, my dad was like, well, like, I'll send you to this retreat because I'm a, I'm kind of like a therapist. And he wrote this retreat with my mom. Mm. So like after my mom died, my dad sent me away to this retreat. And the, but right before I went, he was like, by the way, the only people in the retreat are people who are active military. And there are going to be like 12 people there that are officers and stuff. And most of them will be dealing with drug problems. And you have to pretend that you're in the military. Though like one of the rules is that you can't say your rank. Yeah. So I was, I was 17 and I went away to this camp up in the mountains where you couldn't say what branch of military you were in or what your rank was, but everyone knew that everyone was in the military and everyone was addicted to drugs. Wow. And I was 17. I never had a sip of alcohol. And my mom had just died. And, uh, that's insane. <laughs> and we went, um, that's really crazy. Yeah. Why, would, why did he think that was like, I it worked for other people. Yeah. It should have well, worked for me. I mean, there's a, I mean, did you talk about, her death there? Um, yeah, I said that my mom had just died. But one of the other things was I couldn't say that my parents wrote the retreat. So then in the middle of the day, we would do hours of like devotional things where we would be reading passages that my dead mother had wrote. Oh, my God. And then we would sit there oh, and just so listen to songs. Thing? It was their thing. And my, pa- my dad shit. sent me to his retreat. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's all ex-military. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was like, this is the one. I mean, it makes sense. And it was He's always, like, this is the one I trust, so yeah. you'll go here. The, 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 it's not exactly right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least your parents are here. <laughs> um, well, and everyone there assumed that everyone was, like, of age and stuff, and I wasn't even 18. But then the guys that were, there were all these drug addicts there. Yeah. And oh, I was the only, man. like, young woman. So then I got, like, Ooh. fucking preyed upon. Of course. Oh, my God. I, I kept on saying, like, I got to go do devotional out by the rock. Like You're you can like always... ex-military drug addicts? <laughs> Current Merlin, totally military. Totally yeah. insane, man. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. And I came back from it. I was like, that did not help dad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my no God. Good. Oh. So then he, he sent me to another therapist that was also a military therapist. And I... 
it was just like in that first session talking, my dad had just remarried and I was talking about what was going on. And all she was saying to me was like, God, you must be so sad. Ugh. You must be so sad. And I was like, oh, God, I guess so. Who was saying this? Your therapist? The therapist. The therapist. You must be so sad. That was so his sad. therapy. Oh, my God. So then I was like, I don't want to go back. I'll just, I'll, I'll deal with this yeah. uh, mom dying business on my own. Um, but then a few years ago, I, when I was out in LA, I was like, oh, I, I really like, I have a lot of friends who go to therapy and I'm into self-improvement and, and I have things that I would like to talk to someone about. And so I went to the UCLA, uh, like there, there are all these, these people who are like earning hours to get their degrees. Mm -hmm. And I went to go see this woman and like, she was, she's from Brazil and she, th this is, this is actually the conversation. Um, so, um, so tell me about yourself. Tell me, tell me who you are, what with with why are you here? And at the time I was having problems with, uh, with, with eating and like not eating enough or eating too much. And I was talking about that and she's like, okay, okay. Um, where do you think I am from? <laughs> I um I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know where you're from. Guess guess where I'm from. <laughs> uh what? Huh, um are you from Cuba? Are you no, 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 no. I'm guessing all these different places. Are you from Mexico? No, I'm not from Mexico. Eventually she's like, I'm from Brazil. Wow. How does that make you feel? Literally, how does that make you feel? Whoa, this uh, person's retarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel fine about it. And then yeah. she told me that her husband was a plastic surgeon and that she was like making all, like she told me about it. So anyway, um, I know that's not everyone's experience with therapy. Uh, but I also, I felt really um, uncomfortable talking about myself. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I had one therapist. I love my therapist now. He's in New York and we do phoners. Oh. Um, but, uh, anyway, phoners. that's my, that's my therapy life. <laughs> you but love mom, long distance. My mom, uh, was a therapist. She's retired. She is, um, she specialized. Well, she didn't specialize. I don't know. She did this, a lot of this EMDR, which is, hmm. um, EMDR is, it's basically, uh, stimulation of the hemispheres of your brain, the different hemispheres of your brain. And you can click it in just by wearing headphones and like one click will be on the right side. One click will be on the left side, right side, left side. Or you can literally have somebody do it by like slapping your legs. As long as you're not doing it to yourself, it's mm -hmm. like, as long as it's on the right hemisphere of your body, then the left hemisphere of your body and you're being stimulated. There is a method, if, if you are continuously stimulated in that way, uh, and you go back to a traumatic memory, let's say you were in Afghanistan, so you take somebody through a very traumatic experience while you're getting stimulated like that, whether it's by your ears or touch, um, you will go and process your brain. It, it opens your mind up to process trauma in a way that rids your rid your mind in a physical way of trauma. So it's a very, very hmm. effective way of like tons of soldiers get it and they are, you know, with PTSD and they get flushed out, you know, they're just totally like it, it changes people's lives basically. So wow. my mom got really into it. She had a lot of trauma patients. She had a lot of insane, <laughs> some <laughs> insane patients um, that she never told me about because of the Hippocratic Oath. But, uh, <laughs> she, she sent me this guy that was like this EMDR doctor and he was this pioneer of it. 
And he was like, okay, so, um, yeah, I lived in New York City, and he was like, uh, so, have you had any uh, recent trauma? And I was like, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I have a shitty life, and I don't know. I just thought maybe I'd do therapy and talk about some stuff. And he was like, okay, well, um, where were you on 9-11? <laughs> Literally, that was the first thing he said. Like, first or second thing he said. And I was like, I was in Brooklyn, and, you know, I went to my roof and watched uh, the towers go down. And he was like, how would you feel? And I was like... This was 2004 or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, you know, it was horrible. What a horrible days, you know, but yeah. I think I've processed it. <laughs> you know, I wasn't like running through the ashes or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but he was just trying to go and to went, that you know, sweet spot. Yeah, he was trying to be like, what's your trauma? And I was just, it was the worst because I was just like, I'm sure I'm traumatized. You know, I'm sure there's trauma that's affected my brain and shit, but I don't know. You know, it was just so weird. And he was like $200 an hour. I was like, whoa, you're $200 an hour. And this is what you're, you're just like, ugh. he, he had the attitude that was like, let's get this over with. I'm on the Upper East Side. I'm rich. Let's get uh, this over with. <laughs> I need to fucking get blown. <laughs> you know, but I was just like, I'm, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to make up a trauma, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, weird. I think you, you have to find somebody that it's it's almost like dating, it seems like. Find yeah. the right therapist, right? Yeah, it's really complicated. And you get into like a groove with people and you're like, oh, wow, this person's like, cool yeah ideally they're like cool and like friendly and your friend in a way but not you'd like kind of never be friends with them yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. or you can't see them at the grocery store and realize they're a real person yeah and i've I've seen i've seen my therapist like uh out and on the street run into him with other people and be like oh hey (laughs) oh the guy that knows the most about me hello (laughs) oh man um why do you think that so many comics have therapist parents do they is that true? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, my mom is. Uh, I yeah. I I don't know. I think comics have distant parents. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think my parents were both distant and pretty hands on. They were. Pro- my dad was pretty distant. He he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's very much a surgeon's personality kind of thing. Um, but they're nurturing these other people and, you know, come home and... Yeah. 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 Um, but my mom... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any other comics with shrink parents, honestly. Mm. But I know comics with terrible parents. <laughs> with like, I know comics both actually with terrible parents and, like, seemingly completely bucolic, amazing childhoods and extremely healthy you know mm-hmm. like high functioning healthy parents that are very nurturing you know like i know yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. i think all ends of the spectrum um right, right right and then like terribly diseased alcoholic obsessive parents too <laughs> and, yeah you know like yeah I, I i definitely don't think that there's like one answer for why somebody wants to get up in front of people and and make them laugh or like what you know people's trauma and experience is different like in those idyllic childhoods yeah. Yeah, there are different reasons why people would be bummed out. I know like with with my dad who's and my parents are both really really great people always like reaching out to like the congregation and like are you guys okay? So you were raised I- in like a church environment. Yeah, super Christian. Shit. Yeah. Well, what what religion? Super Christian what? to like high, uh college. Episcopalian? Um 
a cooperative Baptist. Cooperative? What the fuck? That's is my that? dad's denomination. What um, is that? <laughs> that's insane. It's like uh, well, it was. I I mostly went to like just like Protestant churches where that were okay. really pretty open. But my <clears throat> my dad is endorsed because my dad's a preacher now, mm-hmm. and you have to be endorsed by a denomination if you're Protestant. So cooperative Baptist is like Baptist, but not fundamentalist. Okay. Like he believes in gay marriage and he's he's pretty okay. like, progressive and stuff. He's cooperative. Yeah, he's cooperative. With sanity. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. He that's believes good. in evolution and things. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. That's the coolest kind of Christian there can possibly be. Yeah. One who's totally liberal. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um no, that, that's cool. A, a did you go cool to Christian did you go to so you grew up around like People who are like, I have a personal relationship with God, I have a personal relationship with Christ. Yeah. My walk with Christ started on this date. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I had that. I was a hardcore, super, <clears throat> super into it. Same here. Yeah. I was. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, wa- I, I can't say that I was hardcore, super into it because I didn't. I wasn't. I went to Christian camp. I was sent. I was <laughs> focused into Christian it. Christian camp? My mom, like, focused me and uh, try My brother, my oldest brother was totally crazy punk rock guy, like, was like fuck you <laughs> I am, you know from puberty on mm-hmm. and my other brother was a was punk rock but he was more he was a little bit tamer but he was still like wearing misfits shirts and had a devil lock i mean he was looked insane a and devil lock a devil lock is what the misfit he would he had a wannabe devil lock but he what had, is a devil lock it's you know the misfits mm-hmm you know they. You know their hairstyle. I mean, it's totally insane. They have. I know them mostly giant, from their patch. They have one giant dreadlock over the front of their face. That goes oh, like <laughs> yeah, it's called a devil lock. Oh, it's, okay. You know, it's uh, I know insane. Right. But I would, I would not qualify my brothers. I mean, he wishes he had one, but um, you know, he was definitely. He had a ponytail. Like, in front he was of his definitely face. like fuck you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I was like, oh yeah, you know, like I, my mom sent me to Christian camp when I was seven or something like that. I got involved in this Christian camp called Summer's Best Two Weeks, and uh, <laughs> it was so fucking fun. I mean, mm-hmm. we got to go whitewater rafting. There was a huge water slide on the campgrounds. You go, you know, all the camp shit, and you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. then you but you walk wake up in the morning and it's like, all right, morning prayers, and you're just like, Father God. Thank you so much for all this nature we're surrounded by. Thank you so much for this community of people that supports this camp. Thank you so much, Father God, for this camp. And then morning exercises. And then go meet the girl side of the camp at the flagpole. Another prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this day. And as we go in to eat the breakfast that you've provided for, you know, and then breakfast time, prayers, prayers. Thank you. The glory goes to you. And then we play sports. Whoever won fucking flag football. Glory goes to God. Glory goes to God. All that shit. And just like, and then Bible studies every single day, Bible studies. So when did your personal relationship with Christ start? And would you like to invite Christ into your heart right now? John, do you want to write, invite Christ into your heart right now? Just like, yes, we did all these things, you know, so fucking crazy. The camp was divided into two teams, the Romans and the Galatians. Okay. Romans were red and Galatians were blue and we had cheers and everything. And there was like a wrestling meet. And when the wrestling meet happened, you know, and there's kind uh, of a bro vibe. It's a bro right? vibe. Yeah. It's super jockey. And all the counselors were fellowship of Christian athletes. People like, yeah. you know, like yeah. Scott, Scott and Tucker from Purdue fucking <laughs> football, you fucking know, Seth. ride the bench. On great. The, yeah, exactly. Um, but that was a very, but it was weirdly like, all I was thinking about is like sex, having sex with the girls <laughs> there, which was impossible. But I did get a camp girlfriend that nice. was 
awesome and her name was jamie hyman <laughs> and uh jamie she hyman? was really sweet she had jamie Jesus? hyman Jamie Hyman. No, oh, I know that is a Jewish name, but uh, she lived in Ohio in this fucking like real like footloose type farmer town, and I remember uh, my brother like took me out to see. I couldn't drive, so my brother I was like fourteen or thirteen. My brother took me out to her town by Columbus, Ohio, and I like went to her junior prom with her. I was like, I was like a freshman. I went to her junior prom. And uh, we like made out once at the end of camp and we like wrote each other letters and I was like, I'll come visit. And we like I went into like Friday Night Lights culture for one weekend because she was a cheerleader and we partied like we went to see the Friday Night Football team, which everybody in the fucking town came to. Oh, wow. And then they lost. So we went to a party afterwards and all the cheerleaders were crying and all the guys were like <laughs> throwing chairs like, what the fuck is our problem? What the fuck? Dude. Dude, the defensive line was blah blah blah. And all the girls were like, all oh, my God. Are oh my god! Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! And uh, the and their best. their way of having fun in their town was uh, cruising. You know, like getting in their cars and like going back and forth on this one street and screaming at each other. I was like, whoa! I mean, I don't have any fun, but but I was in youth groups too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. I was yeah. was really into Christian camps, but you, you mentioned like being like, you wanted to like have sex with all the girls. It's such, yeah. a, it's such a weird thing. <clears throat> like when I went to I went to countless Christian camps and had a an awesome time. There was this camp called Mountain High, like in California, that I went to when I was in junior high or high school, late junior high. And there was this time we were, I was standing with my, you would go with your, your church youth group. So there are all these different youth groups at the same camp. And there was this guy there named Seth, who was this gorgeous, like surfer, super California, fucking loved God so hard. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, yeah. I would just stare at him like when we would have big group meetings as a camp, like when someone would speak or there'd be a talent show, I would just sit there and just like stare at him. And we, uh, one day for lunch, he was in line, like five people in front of us and I was standing there staring at him. And my youth group leader was like, Aaron, can cut it out, cut it out. And oh, I was no. like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, Aaron, stop Aaron, Aaron, really Aaron. And I, my friend like knocked me. I was, I was, I had my hands on my on my boobs. I was uh, massaging my boobs. Oh my God. Staring at this guy. Oh my God. You were like, <laughs> like just like involuntarily was like, here. uh, like yeah. just like so, yeah. <laughs> so hormonal. Oh my God. So like, so <laughs> out of my mind. And like every, and I was also like the, the, you know, the, the, the joker of the, the yeah. joker yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. Uh, of my group. So they thought I was joking at first. And then they were like, uh, uh hey, you're on your, yeah. your hands on your, on your boobs. There was, there was one we went on a, on a overnight trip. Uh, hiking trip. We hiked the part of the Appalachian Trail, and there was this Christian blonde counselor that was like eighteen or something, and I was like fourteen or thirteen. Yeah, and she was so hot, and I mean, probably if Rach. I saw her now, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but to me, she was just like number one. She was super tan and blonde, and I was like, whoa, man, she's hot. And we went on this thing for some reason. Uh, I got put next to her 
in the sleeping arrangements. We're in these on, along the Appalachian Trail. There are A-frame cabins all around it. You know, every like ten miles, so you can just crash in one of the so we reserved one or whatever. And so we crashed in this like A-frame cabin. I was sleeping next to this counselor <laughs> who I was like walking behind the whole time and being like, "Whoa, look at her body! Oh my god, she's like an yeah. adult." And uh, and uh, I ended up. And I really didn't do this purposely, but uh-huh. I ended up putting my hand on her stomach and just <laughs> feeling her up. I felt her tits and I, I did, and you I was were, sleeping. I did not, I was uh, not aware of this. And she, I wake up in the morning and she's like looking at me with this weird, like really awkward, but like a smile kind of like, ah, okay, okay. And she's like, it's she's really like weird. 17, and right? then she, like she was 18. Oh, okay, she was 18, okay. but. And, and then she, she was like, after the first year of college is when you can be a counselor there. But, uh, so she, she took me aside and like, I, we like ate camp breakfast and then she took me aside and she was like, and it was so sexy to me. I was just like, Oh my God. She was like, do you know what you did last night? And I was like, what did I do? No. And she was like, you put your hand on my belly and you felt it. Do you know that you did that? And I was like, and it was clear that it wasn't just her belly, you know, right, she was like, yeah. she, but I, and I was like, and I, unfortunately, I really, you? I you wish know? that I had some memory of it, but I really didn't. I was like 13, okay. but I was so hormonal again that I was just yeah. like, I will touch you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she was like, she was like, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's fine. And then she was just like, it's totally cool. And I was like, oh my God, I kind of just made out with this girl. <laughs> like, totally <laughs> blew my mind, but. I tried to subconsciously rape a person is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, those, uh, I, I later, like as an adult, like in college, I worked at a, at a Jewish camp, which is less religious and just like more culturally Jewish. And they're a little more, <clears throat> I was uh, always jealous of those kids. Yeah. They, they come back and they they're like, like, I just, I made out. All, yeah. All summer I fucked. Long. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, Oh man, I just want an, I'm, I'm third award because Christ is first and others are second and you're third. <laughs> that was the camp motto. I'm third. Uh, oh my, my, really? my team won camp, the Galatians. Go Galatians. Oh, and these boy. Jews are coming back from camp going, oh man, I popped so many chairs. Oh man, I wore a pussy as a hat. The kids, when I started, I saw all the like Jewish kids from uh, the city in Pittsburgh well, I went to high school with and and they were just always going to camp and they went to camp for like six weeks or yeah. whatever and I went to camp yeah. for two weeks and they'd come back and they'd just be like looking good and they'd all Smoky the girls cigarettes. would be like, yeah they were just yeah. so adult but then I felt like that when I went to Canada I'd go to Canada for hockey tournaments and I'd be like I'd already like done everything but and these canadians were so inexperienced i was like in eighth grade going to toronto and like we'd stay with these kids and they'd kick our ass at hockey but like <laughs> but they'd be like hey have you ever french kiss and i'd be like dude i fucking tag pussy bro <laughs> dude i fucking finger dude i get my fingers wet i'm an adult you know i was like these canadians don't know how to deal with girls Anyway. Uh, Canadians, but um, yeah, those Christian camps are just like the the palpable tension. The like it's and, and everyone's just like oh, there's so much so tension. Love God, I love God so much. Yeah, him. yeah, and like yeah. you see the counselors kind of pair off too, and like oh yeah, and, yeah, and, and everyone's uh, like obsessed with their relationships, and then also like wants to be in in them in yeah. the middle of their yeah. And I yeah. I had a counselor that was like, hey, you know, 
I did the whole, like, I lived in New York and I had a great job and I, I had sex. And um, I want to be clear, I've had sex with women. And I was just like, whoa. I remember thinking, like, whoa, you went on the wrong path. You are on the wrong path. He's like, yeah, I had sex. I did drugs. And I just, I decided. And, like, now, if I met that kid, I'd be like, that kid is 21. Because then I was like, oh, man, this kid. But he was so regretful. And he was just like, until the day I accepted Jesus into my heart, I didn't have anything. I had empty sex. And I was, he was like 21. I was like, hmm. I bet if I met him now, I'd be like, dude, you need to come the fuck down. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But few God. things replace that feeling of, uh, they were like that, like, like super pumped up Christian feeling. Like when you're up there and everybody's like, yeah, like when you're saying like, John, do you accept him into your heart? And then you do and you're like, yes. Yeah. And the, yeah, everyone's supporting fire. you so yeah, much. And yeah. Yeah, it is. Everybody loves me. It's great. We're out on this team. I have this family, this Christian family. It's clean. We're superior to everyone else. (laughs) We've got bigger and better values. We see the long haul, and the long haul is heaven. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We are confident. I mean, that's why it's so great. That's the thing. It's like at the end of camp, like the fucking camp main guy who like runs the camp got up and he got stabbed in the throat when he was like 30 and now he's like 60 and he's like gets up and he can barely talk and he's like thank you for another wonderful summer here at summer's best two weeks thank you and it's a very special moment he's like yoda it's a very special moment and he makes you feel the love he's like the light of christ oh my god john runs through you all at at my camp at my camp the founder of the camp had had gone skydiving and his parachute didn't open so he was paralyzed (laughs) at the end it's the same except they bring him out at at the the end end. he's like just believe in god (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he would tell the story of how he got stabbed you know like i went I was driving my car, and it was a different time when you pick it up, hitchhikers. I thought thought the parachute was going to (laughs) open. It didn't. But sometimes your parachute doesn't open. Mm -hmm. You know who always opens? God. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. God, we're so... Oh, man, I didn't know this about you. Yeah, I didn't know this about you. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Yeah, the Christian... And I went to youth group. The youth group I went to was even more liberal, and they would let us smoke and almost kind of weirdly encourage it. And they'd be like, hey, you guys want to go outside and take a break? And we'd be like, okay, like... And we were allowed to smoke. So we would just smoke openly, and the counselors, the youth ministers, rather... This guy, Patrick Dominguez. And again, like Patrick Patrick Dominguez, Dominguez. man, he was awesome. And he probably is still awesome. I was like, dude, you're so cool. He's really funny. And I was like, you're such a cool guy, you know, and why not be a youth minister? And I was like into it, you know, like um, he's totally positive force for life. And, you know, uh, but it was so, but they, we smoke. You couldn't like uh, drink, obviously, but yeah. we definitely were encouraged to smoke. And we had these weird dances, and there were all these like weird private school girls from Winchester Thurston, and they'd come, and I'd try and make out with them, but they were really chased and damaged, you know, and like had horrible mm-hmm. parents. And uh, and we'd sing. I remember the worst part was like singing. I was so like alternative, you know. I was just like. Man, fuck this. I like, I like bands like Nirvana, okay? And Pearl Jam. Incidentally, Soundgarden. You know? And, uh, um, you know, so I was pretty cool, but we would sing songs at the end of youth group. I mean, I was cool, that cool, and I was in youth group. Jesus Christ. And we would sing songs. We'd sing Brown Eyed Girl. 
and th- they changed the lyrics to oh, no. playing ball in the green grass instead of making love. Playing ball in the green grass outside <laughs> the stadium. Playing ball. Playing ball. Why were you guys singing Brown Eyed Girl at youth group? Because they wanted to make it cool. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. We would sing like an REM song that was like, cl- we'd sing a lot of U2. Do you know the song In the Secret? No. We used to sing this song called In the Secret, um, which was everyone's favorite song at youth group. Yeah. And the lyrics are, like, as, the, the, it could easily, like, I remember, like, there, when I, when I felt like I was really rebelling, when it would, it would be when I was singing that song and thinking about, like, a guy instead of God. Mm-hmm. But the song is, um, in the secret, in the quiet place, in the stillness, you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you because I want to know you more. But then the the chorus says, I want to know you. I want to touch your face. I want to know you more. I want to touch you. I want to, but it's all about God. It's all sexy. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's like, huh, huh, in the secret, in the quiet. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. And we would do, um, Games. We would play this game called Sardines where we would like just pile up in a closet. And I remember the, there was a guy and just like feeling boners. Just like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's what those games are all about. Feeling boners. Yeah. God. Ugh. Oh, man. God, Chris- Christianity. Could... Yeah. It's really, well, then... it's really foisted on you. <laughs> and then when I went Ugh. to college, because I was so, like, so into Christianity, I took a, I had a promise ring oh, that my parents man. did not want to give me. They thought it was such bullshit, the promise ring stuff. And I went yeah. through this. That's I... like fundamentalist, evangelical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My parents thought it was really That's silly. Some Taylor Swift shit. Yeah. Some Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Talk um, about I, a slut. I did this program called uh, you know you True did, Love Ways. Taylor. <laughs> 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 you broke your promise. <laughs> uh, in college, just like fucking like, ah! just I had a falling out with my dad in between my senior year of high school and college, and just yeah, I went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, I was going for it. Do you want to get married? Yeah, yeah. I want to get married. I want the jingle jangle bells to ring. <laughs> I just want that. I just want the wedding. You know, I just want, (laughs) I just want, I really just want the, that wedding. I I just, I want a beautiful day. That's all about me. I want a beautiful day where my sisters have to shut the fuck up. And it's all about fucking me. Um, for one day. Yeah. And there's gotta be a helicopter involved. Does your girlfriend want to get married? No, she's anti. Really? I'm I'm working on her. I'm working on her. Oh, Huh. Um, yeah. That's uh that's really surprising. Cuz I'm like let's just do this. Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. the deal? And she's like, "Listen, I I don't know if you're, you know, the last person I want to have sex with. What if I want to fuck every, like, you know, I'm friends with a lot of fucking really cool, really funny guys that are hot, too. Funny hot." And she's like, "I want to get with those guys." So she wants to fuck all my friends basically <laughs> before you know, before she does it, before before we we do it, but Set we're up gonna. A weekend. But we're gonna make wedding into a podcast. I made her. I mean, maybe that's why she doesn't want to marry me is because I want to make the wedding into a podcast. <laughs> um, you know, Feral Audio needs pot. Needs a podcast. Uh, ding dong, ding dong. The daily, the daily wedding is uh, is gonna get. 
the downloads. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, Dan and I have been dating for like nine months or so. And I feel like I, I want to be with him for forever. And then I, like, I, I would love to be proposed to. Is Someday. This po- is this still a podcast? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Do you want that to be out there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is uh, that something that you want to explore? This podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the specifics? No. Um, hey, go well, ahead. Well, because you said like, like wedding on a wedding on a podcast. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you yeah. Podcast a, your wedding. Yeah. I, had a, I had a dream that, that Dan proposed to me at, at his podcast, like uh, at his podcast. Oh, my God. Was, <laughs> 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 um, oh, man. So I'm going to wait. You know. I want to wait till I do WTF again. <laughs> I just want that viewership. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll email Marin. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Smodcast. Maybe I'll Smodcast it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, li- I like the idea of it. Uh, like Dan's podcast is a live show. So yeah. like there are all these people that really like him and uh, there. And I hope consequently me or subsequently me. So. Well. It's been two Irish people who were raised really weird Christian and have probably horrible uh, repression and trauma from that that yeah. they will never probably fully understand. Oh, yeah. Um, but you got to do that therapy with the two You got to do EMDR. So yeah. hopefully together this brought us both one step closer to uh, figuring it all out. Yeah. I think I'm. Thank you for wrapping up my podcast. I feel good. I feel like, you know, I wrap up things. Like, I'll go up to people on the street and just be like, it's been a good conversation with this wall, you crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap it up. I mean, I'll just say wrap it up to them. Nice. Well, yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast. Sure. Best Um, of luck with your relationship. Okay, guys. Uh, That was the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find uh, John Daly on Twitter at John Daly. That's J-O-N-D-A-L-Y. Um, also, please check out his hilarious Tumblr. Um, I don't, I'm not even going to explain it to you because I, th- I think you should check it out for yourself. It's called John Daly is John That's John Daly spelled J-O-N. And then the second John is with an H. Just check it out. Uh, trust me, it's pretty funny. Um, also, you can follow me at Twitter at Aaron McGathy and this oh and also um we've just started uh the uh the lovely um Caitlin Kelly who I'll tell you more about later is uh helping me out with my uh Tumblr account um the this feels terrible is a Tumblr now so follow it on Tumblr it's um it's it's making its first uh, baby steps right now. Caitlin is writing some really awesome uh, Tumblr entries for it, but I, it's it's gonna be a whole thing, guys. We're gonna be very involved, so check that out too. And um, eat whatever fruit is in season. Is this still recording? I hate it. Fairlaudio.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective, hosted by Castmates.fm. 
Host your own podcast at castmates.fm today. All of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support our favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Music by The Fancy. We are the fancy.net. Visit fairlaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever.